0: Welcome back to another day of
1: trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher,
0: John Bosch, and Kane Facell.
2: Welcome back to the floor of Dynasty Wall Street with your hosts, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, Kane Facell that's the three of us that's who we are that's what we're here to do and let's jump into it because i don't care how john and kane are doing i care about talking about these players that's a lie i care about kane john eh, you're all right i do you're here and you're alive that's all i care about after that whatever love you kane love you too buddy But we are going to Kane first, I believe, because we like to go in order, John, where we go quarter. Wow. Hold on. Today, we have quarterback, running back and tight end. So since we like to go in order, we go quarterbacks first. And Kane does have quarterbacks. So, Kane, last week. No, every week you've thrown at us something pretty interesting. Are you keeping that streak alive?
1: Yeah. And, you know, if anyone knows where I live, I live in a town called Marshall, Minnesota, and there (laughs) happens to be one player that plays in the NFL from this town. He happens to be a quarterback for San Francisco, and his name is Trey Lance. Now, I think Trey Lance is really, really interesting because the assumption for a lot of people, right, was that Trey Lance should be the starter over Jimmy Garoppolo, and that should happen early on in the season, right? We did see Jimmy G get hurt. And Trey Lance finished that game and started another game. But then Trey Lance also got hurt and he had a knee injury. And then Jimmy G got healthy again. And then Jimmy G started playing out of his mind while Trey Lance was getting healthy. Um, But the question is, where are we at with Trey Lance? Right? That That's the big question. Like, do we believe that Trey Lance is going to be the starter in, you know, by the end of the year, by... The beginning of next season and I think that kind of reflects in his value a little bit because here is where his current value is in the dynasty trade calculator it's an early first in 2022 and an early second in 2022 is the value of Trey Lance in a super flex league
2: I've seen so, him go for two firsts and I got it like I understand Yeah. so a first and a second I think I take Trey Lance because while I agree I was absolutely on The train that you were talking about. I figured Jimmy was going to start the year. I was crossing my fingers like week five-ish. We would see him come out. But money dictates that Jimmy GQ was going to be on this team this year. And you're right. Jimmy GQ has been playing pretty well lately. And it seems to Kyle Shanahan... Winning would be more important than trotting out the new shiny toy. So he's not going to change it. I get it. If it turns out that San Francisco isn't going to make the playoffs for some reason, or, you know, Jimmy goes back to Jimmy. Maybe we see Trey Lance this year. But honestly, I feel like we, as a whole, drafted Lance with the fact that he might not play this year. We wanted it to happen. We felt like it should happen. But I think in the back of our heads, we at least we're prepared for this a little bit assuming you were being reasonable which okay that that is not a fair assumption for a lot of the people i've seen on twitter so you know right i i take lance because the incoming crop of qbs ain't great and actually i i like the upside of lance i still lance with his legs and the fact that he's not a one-read-and-throw kind of guy. He is a smarter quarterback. I think he can fit beautifully into that system. You know, well, anybody can fit into the Shanahan system. But I think he could work it really well. So I would, I almost say take the risk, but that's not even a risk. That's like a first and a second is easily what his value should be, being drafted very early in last year's draft. Like taking just a first for Trey Lance is, is losing value on that trade because nothing has happened to change Lance's value. So, so why sell for a loss? First and second, okay, fine. But in that case, I might as well keep the player. Right, where are you at, John?
0: Yeah, this is a smash for Lance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Russ hit a lot of the major points. I, I will say that in redraft, which, of course, this is a dynasty show, but you know, there's ways to think about players for right now and the future. I've dropped him in redraft. I mean, there I had some rosters yeah. where like I was stashing him. And I was just hoping, like second half of the season, he's going to come through. He's going to be big for me. Well, then I can't play Lamar Jackson because, like you know, he's sick again. Uh, so I have to get a second quarterback. So it's like I'm looking at Colt McCoy for the week, and I'm describing a scenario from yesterday. Yeah. Uh and, and I had to get rid of like I think I had like Alvin Kamara wasn't you know I like I it's a limited bench because it was redraft, and we, I, I'm kind of at the point where like okay, he's not going to play this year yeah. and that's fine. I, l- like you said, Russ, I didn't expect him to, it would have been nice. I kind of thought he would actually work his way in towards the end of the year, not because he was so talented, but I really thought Jimmy G would crumble. <laughs> I, mean, I I really did. I, I didn't think Jimmy G would be, um, I don't think he's great, but he is acceptable. Like he's, he's doing just fine. He feels very similar to like a Kirk cousins or something like that, where, you're not going to go out of your way to get him, but he's not going to lose his job just because if they're winning, if they're winning now, if they start losing, yeah, they probably want to look a little bit to the future and see what happens before next year starts. But I I don't think we can really project that. So I think for this year, Lance is basically just a, he's a wait and see, but yeah, he was in early first already. So a, a second is not really a, any anything important to me I, I do not care about second round picks all that much that is better than a third a third is worth nothing a second is worth something but I would give up an early first and an early second easily for Trey Lance
1: yeah I, I agree with you here and this is I'll even take that strategy just a little further here's what I would be doing I'll be looking at some of the teams that have Trey Lance and if they only have like maybe Trey Lance is their quarterback too on a team where trey lance is their quarterback three on a team due to these injuries i'm offering deals like this to that team um maybe they you know maybe instead of the early first i just add a quarterback that's playing um because i think trey lance is gettable right now because people so desperately need quarterbacks if they're going to compete this season and there's been so many injuries this year that it basically makes everyone just a mystery to be honest. So, um, I want Trey Lance. I might be a Homer, call me a Homer. I don't care. Um, but I think Trey, Homer. Lance is, thank you. I think Trey Lance is a good dude and I think he's a good football player. Um, the fact that he is incredibly fast and can still throw the ball 60 yards down the field, um, without planting his feet and with really poor mechanics, then give me that player. We all know me. the upside of him. Yeah. I mean, the upside of him is,
0: Kind of what we're seeing in Philadelphia. Like, and if he can throw along with it and, and get some passes caught by Debo, who is obviously fantastic. And Brandon Ayuk, he's not anything to slouch about, even though apparently the 49ers didn't like him at the beginning. I don't know. You know, it looked like he's been better the last few weeks. So they've got nice weapons. They've got George Kittle. They've even got decent running backs. So he gets to slot into a very, very nice situation. A situation we all loved. When we drafted him. That mm-hmm. situation's right. I don't I think that situation's gotten better because the receiver the receiving crew looks great this year. They really do. Uh and they've got depth at the running back, which we all hate when we're trying to figure out the running back, but that doesn't matter when we're worried about the quarterback. It's helpful to him. So
2: and I'm gonna say something that is going to be taken out of context, and I love it for that. Okay. I mean, like just picture. Oh, man, I drafted Patrick Mahomes in the middle of the first, but he hasn't played this season, so I'm totally going to sell him <laughs> for the price I got him at. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, Russ. Exactly. He's <laughs> not going to be Patrick Mahomes. But, yes, I just compared him to Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Like, there, There's no reason to sell low on or no. even for the value you spent on it right now because your chance of replacing isn't really there with these picks, I don't think. Even if you take the first and the second and you go to trade them, not necessarily even just to draft them. I don't think you're getting anyone with as high of a ceiling as, as Lance has. I, I just, I don't, to me, this was like the first time that it's like, Oh yeah, definitely the player.
0: I would be surprised to see people that drafted him. Cause in, in most cases he was drafted. What probably in the top four or five picks already. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was usually the three quarterbacks Pitts and chase and Najee Harris sneak in there, So, um, so, I mean, like he was already drafted pretty early. I would be surprised to see any of those people move on. But I like Kane's strategy. If that team is kind of a surprise playoff bound team, they weren't expecting to compete this year, but they managed to have Tom Brady on their roster still. And they were, you know, drafting uh, Lance as a possible, like replacement for him for next year. That team is now staring (laughs) squarely down the playoffs probably. And maybe Lance is an expendable piece to them because they want to make a push to try and win this year. That's the, that's the team you probably have to target in order to get Trey Lance. I, I would be shocked if anybody that anybody that's staring towards 2022 would be willing to give him up for a first and a second. That seems really low.
2: All right. So what players do you have for us, Kane? Um Well, you
1: know, John actually mentioned one and you know, just how much I love chaos and how much I enjoy just making, these lists as difficult as possible i mean why do you think we brought you on here it's because
0: he's not equal to tom brady is he is no he really
1: no he's okay. worth more than tom brady
0: okay i was gonna say like wow um, he's
1: really these uh, are all in value. <laughs> these are all first and second year quarterbacks yeah um so we have jalen hurts trevor lawrence justin fields trey lance and macaroni jones
0: oh geez oh i feel like kane's gonna get upset with me here
2: all right i could do this now actually (laughs) go for it because uh, a lot of this is kind of what when you Uh, when you said this player a lot of this is exactly what i thought you were gonna do i knew you were gonna throw this year's rookies yeah Yeah. we knew that at us uh hertz was a a bit of a screwball that's the word but you know I don't think I'm ready to change my rankings too much. The only thing I will do is I do move Mac Jones up a little bit, not because he's shown some insane ceiling that I think he's all that much better than what we've talked about. What was it? Two or three episodes ago when you brought him up as your player. Yeah. But still like the stability is still there and he's shown he has a little higher of a ceiling, I guess, and a little bit safer you know, his floor might be raised a little bit than what we thought it was before. So, but I'm I'm still I'm making excuses for Trevor. I don't care. I mean, I he hasn't looked great. That offense is terrible, but I'm still here making excuses for him. So I do still have Trevor first, Fields second, because Fields was my 102. And I still I'm still there because his ceiling I think is ridiculous. And I still think he has a very safe floor. And just man, fingers crossed, Nagy goes away. Third is where I start to, I don't know, because I think I do put Jones above Lance just because we've seen it. And I'm good paying that price for I've seen it and I feel okay about it. And then I put Lance because it's there. The upside. The I think there's a floor in that offense, even if Lance isn't great, because we've seen Jimmy be not great and still be a mid QB2 without legs and lance would be there lance will have legs and then i put hertz there and hertz would probably be first if i knew he had the job next year in philadelphia he will
0: have a job
2: somewhere (laughs) Uh, yeah but where still depends because i'm not worried about that at all i'm a little worried about it but i i still put him on the bottom because I've seen stupider things happen than Hurts lose his job, have to compete for a couple of games into next year before he takes over for someone else. And, I mean, we've seen Hertz be bad as a quarterback, and that kind of drops him a little bit. Though, like, like this week, he played phenomenally, and he's doing better in this run-first offense, which... Uh, it takes away a bit of his ceiling, but he still does great because that floor is amazing with the amount he runs. But I still put him on the bottom just because, again, that's stability. He's the only person on this list that stability isn't there for because he's older. He's the only one that's not a rookie. And the Eagles had to go be a smart team and gather three early firsts for next year. So like, they could just do whatever the heck they want for quarterback, like
0: surround their young talented quarterback with more i don't put
2: on no that that i don't give them the credit for because there there wouldn't be the amount of watson and russell wilson rumors if like they were like we are all in on jalen hurts and Mm -hmm. they never never came forward and been like no jalen hurts is our quarterback and that that all, all of that stuff put together Makes me a little worried. Yes, if they do the Deshaun Watson trade, fingers crossed, Hurts is part of it. He goes to Houston, and he's automatically the starter in Houston, though I don't know Tyra Taylor. They're not
0: not trading him for Deshaun Watson.
2: I'm just saying, like, it's, I know. But there's concern, and there isn't really concern, again, because I'm absolutely making excuses for Trevor Lawrence. So he, again, these are all insanely close to me. Like, they're all, their value isn't all that different now. And that's cool, but that's my order for them. All right. So I
0: have a tier of four and then a fifth player. Mac Jones is my number five <laughs> um, because he doesn't have the upside of the other four. He is, yes, we have seen it. And yes, we know what we're getting with him. And I'm fine with getting that from him at my quarterback two. These other four guys, I think all of them have the chance to be my quarterback one on a super flex roster. Mac Jones is just outside that. So to me, that is a tear break. Like if I don't have the ability to get to that quarterback one status, which I don't think I'm ever going to get from Mac Jones. I'm just not going to, I'm never going to fully buy in that he will be a quarterback one consistently. Quarterback two, great, perfect. We've talked about him before. He is Kirk Cousins. He is Matt Ryan, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm happy to lock him in there as my quarterback two in a super flex, but not my quarterback one. So that to me is, is the difference between him and this other group of four. Uh, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence, Fields, Lance, Hurts, <laughs> even though I just caped up for Hurts. Uh, he still comes in fourth. I, I really have almost no difference between these players. I want to bump Trevor Lawrence down, but I don't see how I can yet. I mean, the, the Jags aren't going to give up on him at all. He's got next year guaranteed Probably beyond that, because I'm pretty sure that if changes come, it's not going to be him. It's going to be the staff first. So even no matter who else comes in, then Lance like gets another shot with them. And then even after that, like, let's say it's still not clicking in Jacksonville and Jacksonville moves on from him. Trevor Lawrence gets a chance somewhere else. Like he's got three years to do literally anything before we really move on from him. To me, that's just impossible to not rank at number one. I think Fields is in a very similar situation because if it doesn't click in Chicago, even though he's looked really good lately, you know, like he's not going to be the one that's out. Nagy's going to be the one that's out. Lance, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think their coaching staff's going anywhere. I think it's just a matter of waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo to go somewhere, so. I'm happy with any four of those quarterbacks and I have, I have a lot of fields and a lot of hurts. I did not get a lot of Trevor Lawrence. I'm probably going to try and start kicking tires on him because I think people might get frustrated. I'm hoping and maybe, maybe he's one that would could be a little intriguing to me as the trade deadlines approach and end of season approaches. He's the one I want to look into.
1: Well, I can tell you that I sent an offer because I was trying to upgrade from Trevor Lawrence, send an offer of Trevor Lawrence and a first for Dak Prescott that got declined, but he sent me an offer back of Daniel Jones and a tight end for Trevor Lawrence. So (laughs) I don't know. The value is somewhere in there. Apparently that's Trevor. Uh, Who was the tight end? You said a tight
0: end. So I'm guessing it's one of the 150, not important tight ends, but
1: yeah, it was like Austin Hooper or like (laughs) that's even worse or something, you know,
0: so you got Trevor Lawrence for?
2: no, he yes. has Trevor Lawrence already. I'm going to
1: keep Trevor Lawrence. If, if, Oh, he offered offer you back. Daniel I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay.
0: I, I, I miss, I was yeah. when I can't read it. I can't see the sides. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely the Trevor Lawrence
1: side. So Trevor Lawrence is, is in that range. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, um, somewhere so, in there, somewhere from some, Dak
0: to Daniel Jones, plus uh, Austin Hoover, plus the yeah, tight I,
1: end. Like he's in that. I don't know where, apparently, uh, for some I, people. But these are my rankings. That. I think he might um, be
0: a little closer to the Dak side.
1: Yeah. Um. So this is where I have it right now. I have Trevor Lawrence one. I have Hertz actually at two. Um, and the main reason for that is because I'm getting points from Hurts right now.
0: And a lot of them.
1: And I really like winning.
0: Yeah, winning's fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have Hertz at two. <laughs> and Lanson and Fields at three and four. And Macaroni Jones at five. Um, Here's here's what I would say, and I think I think John made a terrific point. Like I'm fine moving any of these top four for any one of the other ones, plus a little. Oh yeah. If I have Lance, and someone wants to trade me Hertz plus something, that trade is done. Um, and it's it's the same for any of those top four, right? I think I think the gap from any of these top four to Mac Jones is a first round pick for me.
2: I agree. Um, no, that's a big that's a big step. I figure second, like I don't Jones care about in second a second pick, so. to get you.
0: Yeah, seconds just don't do much for me. And a tear break, a tier break for me is a is a first round pick. Like that's okay. pretty much how I operate.
1: Yeah. So if if I can get a first on top of Mac Jones, which I'm not going to, no one's going to give me, um, Mac Jones and a first for one of these four guys right now. Like that's just that's not really what's going to happen.
0: Man, I don't like, know. They might like if. If you're sitting there with Jalen Hurts and their first is that, you know, like they're they're heading to the playoffs, that could be there. That could be a massive push for them. Like that's one I if, I, if I have, if I have the chance where Jalen Hurts isn't one of my playoff teams, but if I can go and offer it to somebody and be like, hey, give me Mac Jones and give me your first, which might be the 112 and Hurts might take you all the way to championship. But might, I, I that, think might be able to swing that.
1: I think you still have guys that have the same, you know, dynasty managers that have the same trepidation that Russ has right is that what is Jalen Hurts going to be doing in two seasons we know he's probably going to have the job next year that's not going to be the concern right but what is he going to do in Still my concern
2: <laughs> like I think
1: I think he's starting in 2022 um and because that defense is just atrocious and this is the best defensive draft that we've seen in the past few years. Um, but what's happening in 2023 is Jalen hurts the starter in 2023. I think that's a little harder to predict for some people. um it's
0: Trey Lance is Justin Fields is <laughs> Mac Jones. We don't know about any of them yeah, but, or Trevor Lawrence,
1: but some of these people are first round picks. Um, yeah
0: they're all starting in 2023 somewhere
1: right that's that's my assumption but i think there's still some people that have that trepidation with jalen hurts and i think like side note i think jalen hurts is someone you should go trade for if people are having trepidation about him like go get him
2: i think like, kane has one of those like daily calendars that have like the word of the day with the definition i think today's word trepidation. was trepidation because <laughs> he's thrown it in there any chance he can i think he, that's, he's, he, it's a good word it,
1: it is, i think it, I think part of that is because uh, I have an English degree and was an English teacher. So I feel like anytime I can throw in some words and expand the vocab, I think I just have to. Um, but that's my list Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Macaroni Jones. But again, the top four are as interchangeable as you can probably get from a low end quarterback one right now russ how are you
0: where do you guys have that tier i'm, I'm curious where do you 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 have that tier obviously we have it below Dak. um do you have any of the we'll call them more established uh do you have any of the old quarterbacks in that tier like no. wilson rogers any of them no yeah. nope me neither okay good
2: I went first, Kane. So let's. Uh, oh, gotcha. Thanks for. Thanks well, for obviously remember.
1: Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is a
2: winner. Hashtag Skull. <laughs> whatever <laughs> do that not take
0: Vikings advice from Kane, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, you
2: you have the the greatest position in fantasy football, running backs. Who do you have for us? I
0: do. I finally have to bring a running back, and I'll tell you what. Like <laughs> when I started looking at the list of running backs, it's like okay, every single one of these running backs I give a second for if I'm competing, but I don't really want to just like. That's that's basically any running back scoring points is worth a yep. second right now. Like that's the whole list. And then there's you know, well, there's JT all the way at to the top, and he's worth like a million right now in that all the upper echelon. I was trying to find a guy that I want to go and add under any circumstance that doesn't cost a JT type price or Christian McCaffrey type price. Settled on Javante Williams. Ooh. I want to add him to contenders. I want to add him to rebuilds. I want to add him everywhere. He's more expensive than I was hoping. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, was,
0: I was really hoping that I was going to pull it up and it was going to say like a mid first and a second or something like that, which probably is if you finagle the calculator in the right way. But it really, his value comes dead on to an early first. So you're looking at the 101, 102, 103, 104. Like, You're planning to get a buy in the, in the playoffs or I'm sorry. You're, you're, I'm sorry. I'm doing that in reverse. My apologies. You're planning to be one of the first people out of the, out of the, out of the
2: running. You're getting a a buy in the toilet bowl. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Your, your, your team is, you know, zero and 11, maybe you're two and nine right now. (laughs) You're staring at 2022. You know, you've got that pick locked. It's an early pick. Would you give it up? For Javante Williams.
2: Now I need to hear. I, I was actually one day. Going to just pick. Kane's brain about this one. Because there's a lot of talk about Javante Williams. And where he'll be ranking in next year's. Running backs. So I was very curious how he. Leveled up against. These top three guys. In coming in next year. In general. But right away you started nodding your head no. Because this is super flex. So quarterbacks do also weigh in there. So I'm very interested to hear your answer Kane. Um, So I want the pick. And here's why, right? It it actually has
1: no bearing on who's in the draft. Like to be completely honest with you. Okay, well that just ruined everything I just said. But keep going. But I'll I'll get there, Russ. Um, <laughs> because we all know that what an early first, when it's draft time, is worth, is worth a heck of a lot more than Javante Williams. When I'm just about to make this pick, I'm going to be able to trade it for Javante Williams plus right? Because the first round pick, especially when it's early, is worth just so much more, right? And if the question is, how does Javante Williams stack up against these other three guys, I think he is about equivalent to a guy like Isaiah Spiller, uh, Brees Hall out of Iowa State, Kenneth Walker. Um, I think Kenneth Walker and Javante Williams actually play incredibly similar. Javante Williams can just catch the ball better. Um, But When I'm drafting in this 2022 draft, especially for rookie drafts, my first like three or four picks are going to be all quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually on record already saying that if you're picking anything other than a quarterback or running back in the first, like seven picks, it's a wasted pick in this rookie draft because the wide receivers are just too crazily abundant. And there isn't one elite wide receiver amongst them that separates themselves. Like Jamar chase did in this 2020 or this 2021 rookie class. Um, So, yeah, give me the early first, and I hope I answered your question, Russ.
2: You know, you absolutely did, and it was just at the end there. Like, how would you take Javante over Spiller, Hall, and Walker? Uh, Because that's really what it is, right? It's those three running backs, at least if we were talking one quarterback, which here I always do constantly forget to say we talk 12-team Superflex PPR. Yes, there you go. Those are all the things we talk. So – well, now I understand that, yeah, QB is probably going to come in first, even though maybe these QB prospects aren't that great. But when not great QBs versus not elite running backs come in, you take QBs because it's a super flex league. But right. I, that here's my thing. Here's what makes me stop and think about it, though. You're absolutely right. I think when you get on the clock, you can probably get Javante plus a little bit for like the, the 103. I really think that there's going to be a really weird... Movement in dynasty running backs, just because I really think CMC and Saquon are going to drop because of the amount of injuries. I think Kamara is going to finally drop due to age and he's he's starting to miss games also. And then so we're stuck with, Okay, I need to apologize. I did. Like two shows ago, where I or the first show I think where I did Najee Harris and I called him my running back one because at the time the Colts were still using Naheem <laughs> Hines, they stopped. Not
0: anymore. Jonathan
2: Taylor to the gosh darn moon. Oh yep. man, I I am sorry if I misled anyone if I led anyone in the wrong direction for that show because at the time it made sense to me. Right now, nope. Jonathan Taylor, all Jonathan Taylor. Go Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, go. Whew, okay, but back to this. Like, I think we're going to have JT, Najee, Swift, and then what? Mm-hmm. Like, that that's the problem. So, age could bring Javante into being a top four to seven running back. Just the points won't. Yeah, exactly. But we're talking value, not necessarily production. And especially once we hit the end of the season, like the off season, points don't matter. And that's when the draft is. So, that's... The answer is still the pick, but I'm really, really interested to see what happens with Javante Williams' value, especially if he doesn't pull Cam Akers or, you know, Derek Henry the first three years of his career, where he just goes nuts at the last few weeks of the season, like him and uh, Akers and Dobbins all did this last year, and that boosted their value a little bit. But like, if if Williams doesn't do that, I still think by default his value goes up.
1: I think it's also worth noting that five out of the six quarterbacks or five out of the six top quarterbacks in the 2022 NFL draft will be at the senior bowl. And now you might say like, Kane, why does that matter? Because one of the most important drugs in all of the NFL draft is the senior bowl. The Especially senior for the bowl Giants. is the senior bowl is where a lot of these guys are going to get some of their first exposure to big time NFL teams, right? Um, it's their, one of the first times that they can actually really talk to these players. Um, And you have five out of the top six quarterbacks going there. Normally it was like we have one or two quarterbacks that are of note going to the senior bowl. This time we have Matt Corral and Sam Howell and uh, Ritter and um, Malik Willis. Like there's so many of them and Kenny Pickett. Like there's so many of them that are all going to be at the senior bowl that that is going to just increase their value and increase their hype to a
2: point where it's going to be really, really hard to stop. That's super interesting. All right, John, what, uh, what do you take the player of the picks? I know the answer. Just say it anyway.
0: I take the pick. (laughs) Um, I, I really tried as much as I could to get to find anybody that I was going to want to take in any situation. This is as close as I would come. Uh, the, the reasons that you guys said are the reasons I would eventually side with the pick. The pick isn't just the fact that it's going to be better when it's on the clock. The pick is also options. People love options because I can get a quarterback. I can get a running back or I can get a receiver. Like you can get more than just a single running back. I do think it's probably the right value for him because he is, he is going to rise by default. You, you didn't mention Dalvin Dalvin's also the same age as Camara. Like these, (laughs) they're getting to this point where, okay, we all get a little bit nervous. Um, Maybe they have two years left. Maybe they only have one. I mean, like another guy that, uh, um, well, we'll get to him when we get to the list, but running backs tail off (laughs) is just what happens. And it, it gets tough to it gets tough to get the young ones. I think he's the most affordable of the young running backs that I think have a really solid future ahead of them in the next two to three years. I think his value is gonna rise also because I don't think Melvin Gordon comes back. Like unless he signs some cheap deal, which he doesn't really have incentive to. He, he's been good enough this year to go out and get a contract somewhere else. The Broncos are paying their receivers. <laughs> Uh, we can only assume the Broncos are going to pay a quarterback and going to have to spend some money there unless they draft one. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't think Melvin Gordon fits in their long-term financial plans at the same level that Melvin Gordon wants. the you know he he deserves a little bit more money than what I think they would want to spend for him. So I really think that once he when he signs somewhere else when free agency hits and Melvin Gordon's gone that's going to be a jump. That is going to be a jump to Javante Williams value with no points changing. There will mean, that'll happen in the off season. So it is really tough. I will take the pick, but I think this is as close as I can come. But there might be some leagues where I would give it for Javante Williams because I, I do like him and I do want to add him. I think the, the simple answer is the pick. But I think there are some situations where you can probably look at it and say, you know what, this team does need the running back, and I'm gonna lock in. Like uh, I'm gonna be confident in the running back that I get and not risk it for next year getting a rookie. Maybe the rookie's on a path, you know, not having to take that risk. And maybe you're set at quarterback, so you know you're not gonna use it at quarterback. I could see that. <laughs> Again, take the pick because they're right, you can get Javante Williams probably while you're on the clock hit the 103 you can probably trade that for Javante Williams next year it's really hard to find a running back that you want in every scenario
1: and Russ to go back to your question that you had asked me I probably want Javante Williams over Spiller Hall and Kenneth Walker mm -hmm. but like that's just because I have no idea where these three guys are going to land of course yeah yeah. right um and but right now yeah I would probably want Javante Williams just because he's going to score some points for me this season Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just inherently getting rid of some
2: risk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I'm contending and I have an early first laying around from some bad team, I give that in a heartbeat for Javante Williams down the stretch.
2: All right. So John, come on, make us groan with this list of running backs you're about to give us.
0: All right. So, uh, Zeke, Mixon, Camara, Gibson, and Derek Henry. Where does Javante Williams slot in there for you?
2: Yeah. See, I knew this was coming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like all the young guys, I I considered matching them up against like Dobbins, Akers, and ETN. (laughs) Like, who do we want then? The guys that we liked ahead of him, but now they're hurt. Or the healthy guy that we kind of liked. At least for me, I had Javante below all those guys originally. But we'll go, we'll go with the list that I gave you. I kind of want to match them up against Zeke, Mixon, Kamara, Gibson, Henry.
1: And I'll go first because I think this is actually relatively easy for me. Um, I'm an Alvin Kamara stan. So he's one for me. I have Derrick Henry at two um, because if we're just looking over a couple of year window, Derrick Henry is going to produce massive amounts of points again for the next couple of years at three. It's Joe Mixon. Um, He's got the contract and he's getting a crazy amount of touches and volume matters more for running backs than anything else. Um, Zeke is at four for me um, because he's still going to be running the ball um he just has to stop getting hurt and stepping on people's ankles Mm. um javante williams looks so
0: much better like just watching the game pollard looks just better
1: well they also run them on different plays i know i know because one one they try to run oz and one they try to try to run power i know um which is what you should do with change of pace back if you're if you're asking me questions mm-hmm. um Javante Williams at five and Gibson at six I am not a oh, I forgot to fan. write down Gibson um it's just not good so that's my list Kamara Derek Henry Mixon Zeke Javante Williams
2: and Gibson I have a pretty different list
0: <laughs> I have a pretty different list from that too I'm curious well, if I, mine's gonna match up closer to yours for us
2: I do have Kamara at one still for... So we all,
0: I think we all are, I have Kamara at one too.
2: All right. So I don't need to talk about it because we all agree. He's, he's very good, very safe and very good. I'll say it twice because he's that good. Different, I have tier. Jiv- Different
0: tier for me too. Honestly. Yeah,
2: like... I, I do. I agree. I have Javante next. Pure, like, I get it. Every, there are definitely people here in better situations. There might be people here that are more talented, but I think everyone else on this list has more knocks on them that will drop them below Dynasty value-wise, below Javante Williams. Uh, I have him at two because I, I think the upside is there. And again, everything else I just said, at three, I have Mixon because we, we've hit it. Talent and situation are finally coming together. And when that offense doesn't do well, like it hasn't for the past two weeks, Mixon still does really well. You know, so like, I, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for on Joe Mixon. Uh, number four I have Zeke because I like Zeke I still think he's very good the Dallas offense has been kind of crappy lately which makes it harder for Zeke to do well because they're doing the smart thing and working Pollard more into the system which fits perfectly with Kellen Moore's offense if you ask me but I still believe in Zeke I still believe he can be a workhorse I still believe he should okay I just said he shouldn't be so no I don't believe that he should but I think The upside is absolutely there. Multiple touchdowns are on the board every single time Zeke's on the field, and I'm down for that. I have Henry at five because he's a very large man who just broke a bone in his foot. I worry that might take a lot to come back from. You know, like Julio Jones, it took more than a calendar year to come back from his foot injury. You know, Des Bryant, same thing. Like, I know wide receiver and running back are two very different things even though there's a lot of cutting involved and stuff like that just there's a lot of worry and plus he's 28 he's coming off of an injury which was one of the things we held henry up for was because he was that gigantic of a man getting 400 touches every single year but he never got hurt he got hurt once and to me that's the death of his value i firmly 100 percent believe he will give you top 10 running back numbers production wise I, I really do believe that's going to happen. I just don't think it matters value-wise. And then I'm with you. I put Gibson on the bottom because I wanted to I wanted Gibson to be a thing this year. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's the coaching or the OCing, but it's just it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. Something very big needs to change for Gibson to become what we want Gibson to be. And I think that's too much to ask <laughs> in that offense right now, because that offense is not great except for Terry McLaurin.
0: My list matches Russ's almost exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, just I, feel, I don't care if it's right or wrong. I feel good when that happens.
0: I, know. <laughs> I don't know how that makes me feel, to be honest. Uh, no, I have I have Zeke and Henry flip-flopped from you. I think next year is their final year, really, of any type of value. They might produce beyond next year, but value-wise, they got nothing. Like, yes, next year is it. I, and yeah. I think Henry has more value next year, probably more production assuming he's healthy which you know we don't know we don't know we don't know how he recovers from injuries we've never seen it before I we I assume he's gonna come back I mean the man trains like a beast so he he has he has the tool set to to come back from an injury in a good way'll I'll put it that way I, I think he returns I think he's plenty fine production wise next year but value wise like next year's it for them like that has to be I know we've I feel like I've said this about Henry for five years, but I I don't know how I don't there's no room for increasing in value from basically anybody on this list. I think except for Javante Mixon maybe could increase like slightly, but that's because I feel like he's a little bit. I think people still undervalue him. They like he used to be valued so high. And then he just really went down. And I don't think he kind of ever leveled out to where he should be. I think he's still a little bit undervalued, to be honest. Uh, so maybe he could raise a little bit, but it's not a lot. Javante is the only one on this list that can really rise up in the value ranks, I think. I, I don't think anybody else has that. I think we've hit the peak. We've hit the peak on Henry. We've hit the peak on a Camaro. We've hit the peak on Zeke. Gibson, Get I think, Zeke. peaked this offseason. <laughs> he got really high in value, has not returned on that investment. So I don't think he ever achieves it again, unless he has a great rest of this season. He's not going to be worth as much this next off season as he was this past off season. So since I do like the guy, you know, get guys that are raising up. That's why I am Javante so high. I, I, Kamara is still just better. I mean, he's just straight up better. Like there's no way around it. But I, I think Javante is the only one that can really take that leap into tiers above. I think everybody else is, Descending from here to the, the end of their careers. They're running backs.
2: They're running backs. Yeah. All right. You ready for the fun stuff? A tight you ready, end. You ready for tight ends? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh. Okay. So uh, I, first I want to talk about the guys. I am not going to be talking about okay. on the dynasty trade calculator, which we so lovingly mm-hmm. use for this dynasty trade calculator podcast network show. There is clearly A tier of six tight ends at on top. Kyle Pitts is number one. Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. And then there's a decent drop after that. Like from two to uh, Kyle Pitts, clearly, because John has a part in this. I'm just going to blame it on John because John's (laughs) the Kyle Pitts guy. He is way above number two, Kelsey. But from Kelsey to Hawkinson is six uh points in the calculator from hawkinson to number seven dallas goddard who i am talking about right now is 6.7 points on his own so that is a teardrop and honestly i think that's where we are as a community as well i think those top six are the top six even though hawkinson gave us that bagel two weeks ago and that will stick in my mind for a while and make me angry even though i still have Hawkinson above at least Andrews at this point but not the point because that's not who we're talking about Dallas Goddard is Jared
0: Goff for that that's easy
2: oh yeah oh I'm down on that That's a good idea Jared
0: Goff and you move on Hawkinson's fine
2: love it wonderful beautiful okay and Dallas Goddard I did not do tight end premium because we've never really brought it up before and I know John hates it and I don't feel like spending an entire 20 minutes of this show talking about tight end premium
1: so this is
2: straight PPR Dallas Goddard is worth a late first and a third. So, John, would you give a late first and a third for Dallas Goddard?
0: Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, like,
2: yeah. Because at this point, probably. the third doesn't matter to us. Let's put let's no, call I mean, that out right I, not it right away. But I did want to man. get the value matching as yeah. much as humanly possible.
0: It, it's a it, would I give a late first for Goddard? So, like somehow I'm competing and I have my first or maybe I have somebody else's, but a, a late first, I, I like Goddard enough. And I feel great when I, I, I start him every week. I have him on a lot of rosters, Yep, start him every week. I never question starting him. Like he's just an automatic fill in that tight end slot. I, I play him in the flex sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes he cracks my top 10 players, even though I have Kelsey ahead of him or Pitts along with him or something like that uh so i mean goddard gets in my lineup a lot i i am fine paying a late first for that he's still young enough he's paired with a quarterback that i think is talented no matter what other people might think of him uh you know i mean philadelphia uses the tight end position Mm -hmm. he's been pretty productive this year for me so yeah Yeah, i mean it's I'm, i'm I'm looking forward to the, to the group because I think this is a group that you're going to give me that they're tight ends that I, that I kind of like, <laughs> like they're kind of gross, but they're, they're cheap and they cost, they cost the right price. I mean, like I, I can't afford why, I, I mean, if you didn't get pits in the start in your rookie draft, like you can't afford him, you're not paying up for him. So if you need that tight end, well, what's a, what's a late first to pay for it? Big deal. It's a starting spot. That's what it should cost. I think it's pretty easy.
2: Okay. No,
1: I'm not paying for a (laughs) tight end. Never pay for a tight end. (laughs) If it's not an elite tight end, no. Like, I would rather stream tight ends week in and week out than pay a first-round pick for Dallas Goddard. Like, yuck. Never. I mean, like, streaming tight ends
0: I do get, but that's a little harder in Dynasty where people, you know, have large rosters.
1: (laughs) I would rather get five points a week from some other tight end than have to pay a first for Dallas Goddard to get nine points a week.
2: And you're not getting nine points a week from Dallas Goddard. That's the thing.
0: Oh, geez. What are you getting this year? I haven't, I honestly, I haven't really paid
2: that I, much attention,
0: but I know he's in my lineups and he, and I see him scoring every week. So, like, he's well, not getting me bagels.
2: No, he'll get you five to nine every single week. And, yes, the random TEs you'll be streaming might get you four to six. But, again, I – I agree with every single thing John said, but I also agree with everything Kane just said. (laughs) So it's a little rough. Like, I, yes, Goddard is great to have because you put him in your lineup and he's going to do okay. I would rather pay a second for some of these people on this list, which I know you can get away with. You didn't give me that as an option. But it's still something you would have thought of because you're John Bosch. Uh, Okay, so no. The answer is no. I wouldn't trade a first for Goddard because I don't think goddard okay
1: goddard's averaging 9.7 points a
2: week right
0: now okay like that's 10 points a week basically i like i'm okay with that
2: yeah all right so let's go to the list so again huge tear break i'm not even going to list any of those top guys so we have dallas goddard noah fant rock on pat fryermuth for making it up here
0: nice i was wondering how far he was
2: yeah he's up there mike is hunter henry and honestly I dropped to two or three spots and grabbed Dalton Schultz instead of the people that were there because Because
0: he's more fun to talk
2: about. And because he's producing better than the people that were there, though Knox is on the list and he did just come back and did pretty well, but he was hurt for a while. So I didn't want that to be in people's minds. So again, Goddard, Fant, Friermuth, Gusecki, Hunter Henry, Dalton Schultz, whoever's ready to go can just start going. Can I tell them all?
1: i want to trade all (laughs) of them. one
2: yes go (laughs) this is why i did it because to bicker over who you have at tight end two through six because let's face it whether you want him to be or not kyle pitts is the tight end one i i still have him at two i don't care but it doesn't matter the world the value is there for him to be tight end one two through what was it two through six yeah is throw it in a bag. Sure. I put Kelsey up top. So, But Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Hawkinson, you can't really say someone's wrong for having them in a specific order. Because to me, they all still have dynasty value. They all still have fantasy value. So it's just like, okay, cool. But after that, you have, doesn't matter, I'll pick one of them. Or you plant your flag on one of these guys and think he's the next guy to be the thing of the that big group up top so that's why i think this is the great part to talk about because if you do have the hey this is my guy that shifts things a little bit like let's say there's someone out there that really cares about what john bosch has to say about tight ends like you could change the value of a tight end right here john that isn't kyle pitts
0: (laughs) i don't think i changed the value of kyle pitts at all uh but i appreciate you saying that so um (laughs) i have a tier of four here that if I can get any of them for less than a late first, that's who I want the most. But the, the ones I want in order, it goes Fant, Goddard, Kasiki, Fryermouth. I, like I said, I, I'll take any one of them. If one of them is available for a second round pick, I will take that in a heartbeat. In, in a, a non
2: premium you can get most of these for a second.
0: Yeah, that, that's a dream come true. Hunter Henry and Dalton Schultz, I don't really care. Like... That's fine. They're um I'll I'll go I'll go Schultz at five and Hunter Henry at six. I I it just doesn't even matter. <laughs> I would rather, you know, they and they are right in there with, you know, like you said, Dawson Knox, uh, Cole Komet, probably like I whatever. That that's a they're they're a tier like the teardrop for me from the top six to that to this next group is closer than the teardrop from this group to the Hunter Henry and Dalton Schultz. Like, they, they those two just dropped way down for me. So, the top four, I, like I said, Fant, Goddard, Kosicki, and then Friermuth. Give me whichever one I can get cheapest.
1: Okay. I, I live with the, this bottom tier of tight ends. <laughs> Not like the top four, like John's saying. I live no, no, no. Like unfortunately, we
0: all live with this bottom like, tier. Yep.
1: But, just, but that, that's horrible. just my strategy when when it comes to fantasy football, I either have a top tier tight end or I'm down a few tiers. Like yep. I'm not interested in like sure I would love to have Noah Fant on some teams, but the fact even in tight end premium that I was paying late first in the twenty nineteen draft for Noah Fant was a big no thank you for me. Um and so like I guess I have it Fant Goddard um Fryermuth at three Gaseki at four um but, like, if anyone offered me a first for any of these guys, they would be off my team so fast, I'd probably break my finger hitting except on my phone. All right, maybe um, you should calm down a little bit. This is a game. You don't need to break your finger. Well, they're, they've been broken so many times. Just, like, happens Oh, yeah, you, you were a rugby guy, right? So, yeah. Right I don't count broken fingers or toes. Um, and I already have 16 broken bones, in case you're wondering. Um, Zero. And then Schultz at five and Henry at six, because I want the targets of Schultz. Um, it's just touchdowns for Henry is really what's happening. Um, but yeah, I I would rather get Schultz and a pick, or Henry and a pick than have either of these top like four tight ends we talked about. So mine's,
0: I like of... the top four. I do, I want to make sure that it didn't come off that I that I'm just discarding that top four. Like I, I know like you would absolutely
2: discarded them, and that is on the record.
0: <laughs> I, I think they I think they all slot in your starting lineup easy and. There's a part of me that's okay with paying a little bit more for that because it makes Sunday mornings easier for me.
2: So here's here's my thing. I have no offense sixth. I I like the player, I like the idea of the player. Not in that offense, not with everything else they have around. I just it's not going to be consistent, it's not going to be great ever. So I just I, I don't see it there. So I have It took me a while to pick between Gusecki and Goddard. I actually have both of them on one team. And I start them both every single week. Also because my team's rebuilding and it's crap. But still, like they are both in offenses that use the tight end. And again, Gusecki bageled two weeks ago. So that's going to be stuck in people's mind. But him
0: and Hawkinson on the the same same team. I played
2: against a team that had both of them and still lost, by the way. So yay fantasy football. All right. But I went with Gusecki first just because... I'm a sucker for Penn State pass catchers. And I, I like Tua. He's tied to Tua more than I like Hertz. I think that's really what it came down to. I think they're interchangeable. I think they're both good for five catches and a couple of yards and hopefully a touchdown. So that but I still I picked Goseki first because I knew I had to give an answer. I couldn't say one A, one B. I couldn't say tied for first. I wanted to, I wanted to give an answer. So that's what I did. At three, I have Friarmouth because. I'm a sucker for Penn State pass catchers. And (laughs) Pittsburgh is a team that will use the tight ends. They don't have another red zone threat besides Eric Ebron, (laughs) which was just fun to say out loud. I put him three, four, and five. I have Schultz and Henry next to each other. Like you guys said, Schultz will get more targets, so I put Schultz. But I don't see the Patriots doing anything to add pass catchers, in which case, Hunter Henry's going to be the only guy catching touchdowns. Uh, they spent a lot of money on pass catchers this offseason. Congratulations, Jacoby Myers, for finally catching your first pro touchdown last week. It, it needs to be said. Like, the, like half the bench rolled out, and even I stood up and started clapping. I'm just like, and I don't care about the Patriots. I mean, I don't But like, he deserved it, man. Good for you. But still, I think he's going to be the guy catching touchdowns. And what do you want in this tier of tight ends? the hope to catch a touchdown and he kept he has i think it's like three quarters of the team's touch, passing touchdowns like that's ridiculous and then at six i have Fant because of all the reasons i said before i just oh haven't.
0: you have Fant at six i thought you meant you had Fant at six overall you have Fant six on this list
2: six on this list i want oh, nothing to Russ. do with him oh, at, uh, again at price i want absolutely nothing to do with him
0: oh ross oh my
1: Oh, you mean my. the more athletic you mean the most athletic tight end on this list?
2: Like, this situation
0: is going to improve in the offseason. Will it? Yes, they are yes. going to they get have a to get a quarterback. <laughs> Do they? Yes, <laughs> they will not have Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Lock. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers
2: walks in a man who has never used the tight end in the first place, who uh, now walks into having okay. Robert Tunyon did okay last yeah. year, and Jermichael Finley did great 14 years ago. But I mean and the eight touchdown season from Jimmy Graham. Who? Yep. Exactly. Uh, but so Aaron Rodgers walks in with the newly paid wide receiver one on the team, Tim Patrick. And then Cortland Sutton and Jerry, I know, Cortland Sutton, <laughs> Jerry Judy. And you still think fans going to do well? Like, I just. And have Javante Williams coming I, out. Of exactly. The back, so. Like, I just. Yes, I think too Aaron Rodgers. much going can, on for a team I that doesn't want to pass the ball that, that much?
0: I, I do not think that if he goes there, he take, brings uh, Devontae Adams with him anymore. Like I used to think. Oh, now That's
2: they not. can't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like uh, so maybe he doesn't go there if he wants to keep bringing Devontae Adams along with him. Because man, yeah. those two just every single week they do it. I love uh, it. Yes, that if if he if if Aaron Rodgers or literally any good quarterback shows up in Denver, fans' value immediately goes up, and his production probably goes up because they have somebody to actually throw the football amazingly when a guy when when they when you have a quarterback that can throw the football unless you're Seattle you actually do throw the football with that player so like yeah he he, there will be more opportunities he I think fans can actually earn some or maybe somebody will vacation them to him who knows but I think I think fans good enough to earn some targets in an offense with a good quarterback they could (laughs) bring in a bad quarterback too that's also an option
2: I really hope it's not an option.
0: Let's hope not. (laughs) So many good weapons. Please get a good quarterback, Denver. Please.
2: Uh, Fant does... I mean, looking at points per game, again, I am not in any leagues that are PPR with no tight end premium, so I'm just looking at a tight end premium list anyway. Fant is tight end 10, which, again, is in the middle of this mess. And, yeah, he is above a lot of the people we're talking about, so I guess I'm just completely wrong because he's averaging 14 points a game. Yes. Oh, no, because he had... Oh, wow. He had some injuries. Yeah, and he had a very bolstered week. Week six, he put up 31 points. All right, so maybe I'm just completely wrong, but his lows, like he has five, four. Sounds like a tight end. Yeah, it (laughs) does sound like a tight end.
0: Remember, Hawkinson, zero.
2: (laughs) I mean, and then we have Goddard, who's averaging 12, where his low isn't as low, but his high isn't nearly as high. Same thing with well, Fryermuth had that one, even with his big week, with the 25 was his highest. And in the beginning of the season, we can't really count it. But the past four, or five weeks, ever since Plus he started, is just really... now
0: figuring out that tight ends are not always the most consistent.
2: Position. Oh no! Now I absolutely know that. But it's just trying <laughs> like, to see. how Are many... you saying
1: that the Dallas Goddard lows aren't that low?
2: Like two for twenty-four, two for twenty-eight, two for twenty-eight. Uh, six points, six points, six points. I mean, he's never reached the lowest that Fant scored. Yeah, because Fant got hurt. Not in week three, where he only scored five points. Oh, Look I'm I'm cherry picking things that make okay. my arguments I just wa- sound I just, better. I just, just want to check here. No, I absolutely realize I'm a little bit wrong because I okay. didn't think he was putting up the production that he was but still I I said it so I'm not taking it back. He's okay. on the bottom yeah. of the list I'm yeah. I am digging my heels in because I refuse to admit I'm wrong even though I already said it twice. okay sounds good.
0: Go get any one of these guys for a second. If you can.
2: Absolutely. At the, it's no, not, a mess. Not,
0: not Henry or Schultz. Go get the other three for a second
2: if you can. Get Henry or Schultz for a second either if you can't get the other guys. It doesn't matter. It's fine. All right. Oh, but yes. the trading floor is closed. Some sort of dinging noise. Maybe I'll put in here. If I get not lazy enough, that's not going to happen. But thank you, everyone, for listening. Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse, John Bosch at John Bosch FF, Kane fassell at Debbie underscore Kane. See you next time on Dynasty Wall Street.